0: Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Beauties, I am beyond excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is a serial entrepreneur and author. She is the definition of creativity, innovation, reinvention. She has impeccable taste. She began her career in luxury interior design, wrote an interior design book, then founded two home decor businesses that were acquired by Minted.com and The Gilt Group major players in the home decor and lifestyle space. Somehow not on her resume is the fact that she is my cousin. Shane Riley joins me today to fill us in on her latest company called Obche, a first of a kind company offering wellness decor in the form of decorative sculptural hand weights. If you moved your workouts into your living room during the pandemic, or think wellness decor is your Peloton bike doubling as a clothing hanger, stick around and learn what sparked the idea for wellness decor products designed to build muscle while elevating the beauty of your living space. Welcome, Shane. Hi, Katie. This is so fun. (laughs) You are the very first family member to be on this podcast. Um, it's, It's just, you know, such a treat. And um, I'm really excited. So thank you for being with me, and also thank you for waking up very early uh, on the West Coast to to join me for this early morning session.
1: No problem at all. I'm excited to be here, and I always get up early. So that's okay.
0: <laughs> well, we do not have that in common. That's like a family difference because I'm I, I love to sleep late, but you're here. We're going to talk about your design background. I know that you are a lifelong creative. I know you painted as a teen. You you bring a, a very visionary eye to luxury interior design. You launched two out-of-the-box interiors company powered by technology, and I want to hear what sparked the idea for Aab and what exactly is Wellness Decor?
1: Well, the original idea actually came during the pandemic when I stood up from my desk after a long Zoom call and tripped over the dumbbells that I was storing under my desk. I thought to myself, why are these under my desk? They're under my desk because they're ugly. And it led me to thinking, well, I know how to make things beautiful. I know what it means to have an object that looks like sculpture that would be accepted by the world of interior designers and such. And it just got me thinking like, maybe I could create that.
0: Yeah. It makes so much sense because there's been such a, um, I think a shift around how we have products in our home. I think of, you know, the MoMA design store where you can go in and you could find like architectural like ice cream scoopers or, or, you know, gorgeous vegetable peelers. And we've seen this sort of elevation of our spaces uh, I think of I think instagram's played a role in that. you know our homes are beautiful. You look at um children's nurseries in the home you see you know gorgeous cribs. There's the opportunity to have um beautiful products in our home so you know w- was that something you know was it the sense that we could you know, tell us a little bit more about you know why wait, why something on your desk and and the um you know sort of how you 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 took this aha moment of, you know, weights are ugly and actually turned it into a physical product.
1: Well, what I've seen over my career is that home tends to follow fashion, uh, although it often is years later and a much slower process because the home industry doesn't move quite as fast. Um, and when I think about where what we've seen uh, changes in fashion over the last couple decades is, of course, this whole uh movement towards athleisure and clothes being made for an active lifestyle, clothes you can move in, clothes you feel good in, um, that actually make you healthier. Like a a classic example is, you know, because so many of us wear sneakers now instead of four-inch heels, we're more likely to take the stairs or go for a walk in the middle of the day. So, of course, those things are good for us. We wear yoga pants to to work, many of us. Um, we're, We're looking for more out of our clothes. And I really believe that home will follow in the same in the same path, and so you already see lots of trends um, in the home space, um, probably led by you know the rise of uh, luxury spas and um, uh, you know wonderful places to go for wellness retreats and such. But you're you're seeing those the types of elements from those kinds of spaces entering our homes. So architecturally, people are looking for larger windows for more light. Looking to bring in natural elements like fire and water, um, and and natural stones and woods and such. And this is, of course, coming into our uh, the style and aesthetic where you see even color palettes featuring lots of greens and blush pinks and neutrals. I mean, just scroll through Instagram or look around on Pinterest, and these are the types of things that are 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 dominating. Um, and I think that comes from this this desire to feel comfortable in our, in our spaces and to have our homes really help us feel better in them. Yeah, And that, then, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, no, go keep going.
1: I was just going to say I to me, so I, I see all this happening and it has been happening for a while. And then, you know, I think during the pandemic, this kind of went into an accelerated, uh, it started accelerating because as you mentioned, of course, you started seeing sort of in in popular culture, like people having their Pelotons in the backgrounds and people bringing weights into their living room and trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? My gym has closed. So, you know, actually moving and lifting and getting fit is like, you know, a whole other level, of course, than just sort of, you know, dealing with natural fabrics. But I really believe this is, um, we're going to see more and more of this in the future, because at the end of the day, even though you're the to use a Peloton example, is a beautiful machine and it's way more attractive than the the many bikes that came before it. It still is a machine and it still is a piece of equipment. And so the idea of OBSHE is all about what are the products that we can have around us that make it convenient to get more healthy, that look beautiful and must succeed first with a level of high design.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This makes so much, so much sense to me. I mean, I, I, my yoga studio closed during the pandemic and all of a sudden I was exercising in my living room and it did make me rethink my mat because I had like a very ugly yoga mat that I didn't need, you know, hanging around in, in my space. Um, and, and wellness really is woven into our lives. You mentioned athleisure now being a fashion staple. We have wearable tech like Fitbits. You know, we have this um, sense that wellness is sort of integrated in how we live our daily lives versus simply heading to the gym, Uh, And having wellness take place there. So, you know, uh, I'm hoping that listeners are going to hop over to your Instagram or obshay.com to take a look at the the decorative weights that we're talking about, because they are swirls that really look like sculptures. Um, And you call them, you know, decorative weights designed to lift. Can you walk us through a little bit about how you created this product in married form and function?
1: Sure. So once I had the idea, um I just started sketching um and started thinking about ideas that I thought might work. Um and then of course I looked at my own home as reference and then my uh just the compendium of ideas I have in my head from all of my years, you know, as you know first as an interior designer and then my various businesses and I have a habit of going to trade shows for fun and such and I mean, I've just been I've just have always been passionate about the home industry. So I started, uh, widely looking, um, looking broadly at what are all the objects that would make sense. And then I really fell in love with the idea of, um, a Mobius swirl, which is the original inspiration for, um, my first uh, shape, which is a swirl. It's not a perfect Mobius swirl because I spent, um, (laughs) two years perfecting the grip, um, to make sure it was comfortable to hold, comfortable to pick up, comfortable to put down. Because I didn't want um to feel like I didn't want it I didn't want the products to feel like you were picking up just you know a vase in your house that could have been made with you know marble or or um you know silver or something like that. This needed to be an object that was beautiful and succeeded as a home decor object, but really was designed to lift.
0: Shane, we're heading into a quick break. But when we come back, I want you to walk us through you know what does make the grip so comfortable and silky? What is the you know, what is the way, what is the material? Uh, and fill us in on that. Shane, we're back. We were talking about the, the Mobius Swirl inspiration for your product and how you spent two years perfecting the grip, making it comfortable. I'm literally holding one in my hand right now as we speak. And, it, <laughs> and it is comfortable, it is silky. Tell us, you know, what is in this product when we talk about a decorative weight, What is the poundage? You know, sh- let our listeners in. What does it feel like to hold this in your hand?
1: Sure. So um, first of all, the the product is made with a really silky, smooth silicone um, over iron. So the iron is for the weight and the silicone is for the feel. And it was really important to me to, um, being that I'm a designer and I love fine furniture, that the product be able to be put down on any table surface and not scratch it. Um, and so I'm, I'm a person at dinner parties so is always going around
0: giving everyone a coaster.
1: <laughs> I just, I can't say I get anxious. When I think I see you
0: got that from go your mom or maybe, or maybe our, maybe our shared aunt Jane. She's, she's, she's a fan of the coast. She's a fan of the coaster.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and so, and then, you know, of course, one thing that I also can't stand when I, uh, would lift, would lift other weights is that it would scratch my rings, um, so I also have always had, you know, gloves for lifting weights, or I've tried to wear them as much as possible. But that's a real pain. So it was really important to, to figure out how to make this really easy to set down, also to pick up. And the shape of the grip uh, took a lot of effort as well. I basically test tested it on hundreds of people. I would bring, I would make three D print samples of it and bring it to events and say, "Hey, could you just pick this up and tell me what you think?" All different kinds of sizes. I mean, I brought it to my manicure salon. I brought it to parties. I just would walk around with these
0: <laughs> 3D printed You, you are line. very <laughs> buff at this. I mean, I, I, I want to see your arm, Shane. I'm too bad, too bad we're recording well, this over audio, not video, because if you've been <laughs> carrying these around for, for two years, you are in shape, my friend.
1: Oh, well, thank you. But sadly, I need to tell you that a 3D printed model is very light. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: These are so, four pounds, right? These are four yes, pound exactly. weights. Yes, exactly.
1: So the finished product now is four pounds, and I'm I'm coming out with um, larger and heavier ones, and also other shapes and colors. Um, but yes,
0: um, I, I love it. So the, you know, we're lifting these four pound weights. I know your website talks about uh, using these decorative weights as something in something that you're calling movable moments. You know, what is that concept? Why is weight training important? And why do you, you know why is this on your desk? why why sure, should listeners sure. be excited about this product
1: sure yes well i mean i'll i'll start with why weight training is important um you know i think there there's a lot of data out there that says you know weight training is so important for you know boosting your brain health maintaining your muscle which has a significant impact on your overall longevity and health fighting bone loss increasing metabolism reducing anxiety improving your sleep i mean there's all these reasons and there's a ton of information out there about why why it's so important, um, and I, I would recommend that you know people still go lift weights, you know, three or four times a week as much as you can with you know full body workout. Um, but to your question, what what I'm focused on with Obshay is movable moments. So these are short opportunities throughout your day, maybe only even be three minutes, five minutes, maybe ten, where you can actually lift weights. To make sure that you actually get it done because what I found is there's days where I meant to go lift weights or get to the gym or 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 do something active and I, I didn't get there and meanwhile I'm just sitting at my desk all day or standing and so the idea is again you know have a beautiful object that is convenient and easy to pick up and put down you don't need to change into workout clothes so I focus on three types of movable moments the first one is at your desk Called desk moves. These are things, movements you can do. You can even do them while on a Zoom call. Often beneath the camera, just keep you know, pick up the object and 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 lift a little. Um, and then there's also house moves. So like while you're standing around, um, you know, waiting for your kids, or or watching something, or having a conversation with your partner, or what what have you. Um, waiting for your coffee, pick up an objet and just do some reps. And then, of course, full body active moves where, you know, I think we all started talking about this during the pandemic, but this new realization that it's really important for us to get up and move at least once an hour. So move arms, legs, your whole body, and you might as well grab a weight and incorporate that in.
0: Yeah, it makes so much sense. I mean, I um, during, I sit at my desk a lot as well uh, for my work, for my day job, and I actually set my um, uh, iPhone to ring every 25 minutes to get up and do... A quick stretch because I, I found that it helps my back. Uh, this notion of micro um, moments where we capitalize on, capitalize on these tiny chunks of time I think is so so smart because the the theme of micro has been repeated on many shows that I've recorded with people. I've had people talking about you know I guess most, sort of most famously micro joys that I had the author of that book on to talk about finding like little moments of joy in your everyday to sort of boost mood and to stabilize you during really hard times. But we've talked about, um, you know, I had a wonderful uh, orthopedist, orthopedic surgeon come on to talk about the importance of like micro movements, just like balancing on one leg while you brush your teeth. These tiny, tiny uh, moments of time can be turned into, you know, actual fitness that, that, that helps us. And this this notion of, of doing small reps, I think is feels so manageable when we in modern life
1: absolutely. And I think especially if anyone has had an injury, um, like I had uh, an injured uh, shoulder a year ago, and you re- it really makes you slow down and think through what are the small things I can do every day to get a little bit better and and, and back to the strength that I had. And so I think you know as we as we age, we, we, we sometimes need to recalibrate. About our expectations about our own physical fitness
0: yeah, absolutely and and, and we have to work on it. you know we I, I had a wonderful um, fitness expert, Amanda Thebe, on the show, and she talked about the notion that you know what you're doing today is going to impact your your health in ten years. So you know we, we want to incorporate these these daily movements. We want to build um, a bone strength and muscle mass because that's what you know keeps our bodies functioning. It's not just about um, you know, how we look, it's how we feel, and, and, and how we operate. So you outlined sort of three broad areas where you think the ABSHE uh, the weights can be used, you know, at your desk and during um, different moments where you're maybe in your home waiting for your coffee to brew. How would somebody who purchases your products uh, be inspired and see some of these workouts? Do you anticipate sharing videos? Do you expect that a customer might, you know, just find that kind of that workout inspiration elsewhere? What's your thinking on this?
1: Sure. So um, we, we have started um, building out a library of videos to inspire uh, the different use cases for Apshay. So those can be found on our website and YouTube channel,
0: and we'll start appearing on Instagram. So exciting. So where can listeners find, t- tell us your website. I, I'll put it in the show notes, but while we're talking about it, where can they find you?
1: Sure. It's obshe.com, which is O-B-S-H-A-Y.com. And that's a great place to start. And we're also on Instagram at shop.
0: Phenomenal. So um, the, you're starting with a line of decorative weights. Do you see expanding this product line? I know you mentioned different colors and sizes. Do you see other uh, products coming down the, down the, the road? Absolutely. There'll be different shapes
1: for different places in the home or office and um, different colors as well as decorative bases for them to sit on.
0: OK, phenomenal. Um, I love that you uh, have this gorgeous sort of crystal base that that the way it can stay, you know, sit on, it really does make it look like a sculpture. It's so clear that you have such a, a beautiful creative eye. And I, I would love to just switch gears for a minute because your career arc is really creativity is a through line. You worked as an interior designer, creating beautiful spaces. You you democratized access to design via these technology and platforms that you built that you sort of spun off and sold to other companies. And you've really applied this design vision in different disciplines. And I'm just curious because you've sort of reinvented your career in different ways, even though there's been this sort of common through line do you do you see that in yourself? Do you think it's easier to reinvent when there is a through line of interest and skills? What's your take on how you've been able to um, have these different career iterations for yourself?
1: Well, I guess I would say uh, I, I would agree with you. I think I'm sort of fundamentally a creative person, but it, there's really probably two kinds of creativity. The, the first is, I mean, I do love interior design. I love the spaces, the products, the process um, the, the, the people involved. And so I just continuously gravitate towards, um, beautiful product and spaces. And because I follow it, it's, 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 um, it's easy for me to, to think of the different components of a new business, which is probably honestly the second part of creativity. I see that I have, I guess, which is, um, I love to think about creating new businesses. Uh, it's probably a form of creativity for me.
0: Absolutely, uh, I think that launching something and bringing something new into the world is such a creative process. For a listener who's thinking, "I want to do what Shane's doing," you know, I would love to launch an interior design company. I would love to bring a physical product to market. I've had my own aha moment, but I'm kind of stopped. You know, I let's. Th- this is sort of a two-part question. Do you think it's easier to offer a service-based business as you did in the beginning with interior design work? Um, or is there, or bringing a physical product to the market, you know, wh- which, which has been easier for you?
1: Well, there of course are, um, hard and easy.
0: Easier <laughs> I'm so, probably neither of them are easy. Right. But uh, you know, yes, you've I'll done, you've that. done both, <laughs> you know, you've done, you've done both. So, yeah. you know, what's the difference?
1: Right. The difference is, um, well, you say there, there's there's service businesses, but I would uh, another version of that might be digital businesses. So my first business, um, Decorati, that sold to Guild Group was a digital platform, was a marketplace type thing, and then uh, my second business, Guildery, was digital, but we had a physical product. We were digitally printing fabrics and soft goods, and that kind of led me to this place of like oh, I really I do really like making physical products. So for me, it's been a journey. So I don't know. Um, if i could say one is is harder or easier um but probably i would say the getting started is easier with with digital services because look it's become so easy to 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 make a website to test things on social media and just kind of get moving without a ton of overhead really different than even it was 10 years ago with physical product uh there isn't really a fast or cheap way to start you have to you know, have factories and industrial designers. You have to put up a bunch of capital in the beginning and you don't see the results for a long time. So if I, if you're making me choose, Katie, I would say <laughs> physical products are harder.
0: Physical products. I know, but there's something so beautiful about offering something tangible. And, you know, it's funny because I've, I've worked in service-based businesses as well. You know, I, I um, wrote, you know, sort of advertising and marketing copy for years for people. I now offer sort of career coaching and I create, you um, know, you know, branding materials for people. and I like doing this, but it's hard it's hard to scale a service-based business. Um, and sometimes it, you know, the lure of just sort of bringing something to market and 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 seeing it exist in a physical space, to be on a shelf feels really exciting. But I think you're right. it's very capital intensive. So, Um, you know, how, how does that work for you? Are you self-funded? Are you looking, you know, to, to, to do capital raising? You know, what would be your advice to somebody who's thinking, I do want to go that route? You know, walk us through a little bit of your thinking about, about how you get started and get the capital.
1: Sure. Um, well, my, my prior two businesses, I did raise money. My first investor was Peter Thiel. And then my second business, I had phenomenal investors, Forerunner and Cowboy Ventures and BBG and more, and so I have been down that path of raising money before, and seeing how when you are the founder, then a lot of what you do is spending your time um, managing that process and preparing for the next one. And um, for for this go around, I just decided. I mean, a I'm not, you know, we'll, we'll see what is the right form of capital for this business in the long run, but for now, I just said I want to create something. And so um, I've just been self-funded.
0: I absolutely love that spirit. You've created incredible companies in the past. You've been able to successfully sell, sell them, and move on. And you're up to something that's so exciting right now. Uh, not only are you creating this new product, you're actually creating an entirely new category of products that does not yet exist. Right, this notion of wellness decor and. I can see this taking hold. You're really launching something that's eventually gonna be in a restoration hardware or you know, a pottery barn, crate and barrel. This is, at some point we're gonna look back and wellness decor is gonna be something that's fully integrated into our lives. And I'm, I'm so excited to, to be talking to you at the very beginning of this. I am curious, you created these other companies in the past but you're taking a very big swing that you know with this with this idea of creating a new physical product in an entirely new category of products. Do you think aging and getting older and being more experienced has played any role in your ability to take this big swing and this big risk?
1: Absolutely, and the reason for that is is I'm motivated daily. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm aging right alongside with everyone else. You know, in my <laughs> Cohort of midlife people. And, you know, I think about my health every day. And so it's, um, you know, I feel like this is a, something that's authentic to who I am and what I spend my time thinking about.
0: Yeah. And you've also, you're, you're pulling from all of these past experiences with different companies and different, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. I imagine that that actually um, makes it easier to think about sort of putting yourself into this new lane.
1: Yes, it does. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so thrilled. Shane, we, I know you've got a special offer for everyone who's listening today. Before we move into our speed round, I would love for you to 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 pass it on to a certain age listeners.
1: Sure. Um, your listeners can go to obshay.com. It's O-B-S-H-A-Y dot com and use uh, the promo code KD15
0: at checkout for 15% off. You can have one of these on your desk, listeners. I'm swinging it right now. I love it. Um, all right, Shane, we're going to move into our speed round. And this is a great, it's like a big movable moment. We're ending on a high energy note. If you, you know, already have an Aabshay or if you've got something that's four pounds and you're listening to this, put it in your hand while we do this, the speed round. Um, so this is one to two word answers to, to close. Launching obshay was? Invigorating. Nice. My obshay swirl lives here in my own home. Everywhere.
1: (laughs) They're all over. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. I love it. I would love to see Abshay on the shelf of this hotel or spa. Miraval. Ooh, nice. Your product is designed to help build muscle and improve wellness. What's another product or activity that helps keep you fit? Spinning. I'm an avid spinner. Nice. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. This lifestyle choice or activity keeps me calm. Spending time with friends. Finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence, as I age, I feel energized. I love it. Shane, I feel energized from talking to you. I'm so excited about what you're bringing to market. I love the fact that you are my first family member. Who's been on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me, Katie.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. So I want everyone to know that my own obshay sits on my home office bookshelf. If you want an OBSHAE of your own, Shane has that generous discount code that she just shared with you all. Please use code KATIE15 at checkout. That's code K-A-T-I-E-1-5. Uh, before we say goodbye, how can people find you and obshay?
1: They can go to obshay.com, which is O-B-S-H-A-Y- or they can go to Instagram at ObshayShop. Or they can email me at Shane at objet.com.
0: Fantastic. I'll put all of that into the show notes. Thank you, Shane. This wraps a certain age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Before we say goodbye, a massive thank you to everyone who has taken time to write an Apple Podcast review. I see and appreciate you. Creating this podcast is so much fun, but it's also an extraordinary amount of work. I love seeing reviews that hype the show up. You are the best. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties.